Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? For a traditional talk show that has a non-traditional approach to helping you improve your life, love, and all things above. Are you ready? For a show that would help you shine brighter, live better, and dream even bigger than you have before. Are you ready? For a show whose main mission is to change your no I can't attitude into yes I can action and ultimately yes I did accomplishment. Then you are ready for the Real Talk with Tanya White show. Whatever you think, whatever you know. Whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. So get ready for some talk that is always rated R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. The Real Talk with Tanya White Show. Are you ready? Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Real Talk with Tanya White Show. I am your host, Tanya White, and we are back from our summer hiatus arrested and ready to give you some more real talk uh every monday night this is our new night monday night to 7 p.m we have moved but we are pumped up to give you some real talk for the rest of the year listen y'all i've been on break and i came back to blog talk they have wiped out all of my songs you know i love my music and i had everything planned but they wiped it out but we promise we're going to get you some music back to set the mood for each show but tonight we're kicking off our men's month every September. We celebrate men. We uh, talk to men and get the male perspective, and tonight is no different. For the next two weeks, we're talking about, man, what is going on in politics. This is going to be a hot topic, very real, relevant, and refreshing information. And I'm so glad that I have a co-host for these next two weeks, uh, and I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. If you are... Um, a new listener to the Real Talk with Tanya White show, we welcome you. If you're a returning listener, we thank you and we appreciate you. Tell everybody you know, uh, all of your listening buddies, that Real Talk has moved to Monday nights at 7 p.m. Uh, we're going to come back, give you an hour of power, and we're going to talk about politics this month. We're going to talk about men on the move. Then October, we're just going to have a whole list of stuff. We're just going to take you in uh, and help you be motivated to continue to be determined to win in 2010. We only got four months left, you all, but that is a lot of time to reach your goals, change your life, and change your mindset. So that is what we intend to do on Real Talk with Tanya White uh, for the next four months, and then we're going to kick off 2011 like you've never seen or heard before. And so, like I said, tonight we're kicking off our uh, men's month, and we're talking about, man, what's going on in politics, and I'm so glad that Mr. Brian Ganges is going to co-host with me. Brian Ganges is a real man who kicks real talk about real issues. Um, and so he is going to bring it tonight. He's going to give the male perspective about President Obama, Congress, everything that's going on in politics. Uh, have we really moved forward in the last uh, 21 months, I believe? We're going to kick it. And listen, we're going to kick some real talk. And if you cannot, um, if you don't like to hear the truth, then I don't think this is a show for you. But we're going to kick the truth. We're not bashing anybody. We're going to kick real talk about what's going on in politics and what's really going on in our nation because uh, our nation is and continues to be in dire straits, uh, and we need to change that. So let me bring on author extraordinaire, the man of the hour, Mr. Brian Ganges. Hello. Hello, Miss Real and Relevant. <laughs> Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? 
I am fantastic on this Monday, and I'm ready to talk about this politics. I know we've been messaging each other back and forth on Facebook, so are you ready for tonight? Let's go. Listen, before we get started, because you know it's going to be a hot topic, uh, tell the audience who you are uh, and what you do. I am Brian Ganges, and I am I'm the realest guy you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. I'm so down but uh by trade uh actually let me take let me cut let me tell you a couple things, not to get too deep into too many details, but to give you a good overview of who I am. By day I am a construction estimator. Okay. And let me give you a little let me give you a little insight of a new a new venture that I'm I'm embarking upon. I have started a I call it the construction initiative. Okay. And what the construction initiative is, is me giving back to the community, giving back to the young people, particularly African-American males. Mm-hmm. And what I do is I want to take the experiences that I have learned in construction, and I want to give those opportunities to the young guys who may have an affinity for construction. Now, in construction, I don't go out to the job sites and actually work on the buildings. I work in the office, and I work with the architects and the general contractors and the owners, and I figure job costs, and I um, <clears throat> I put together estimates, and I deal with the business side of construction, where the contracts, the million-dollar contracts, where all that stuff is. That's what I do. And then what I and we, once we do all that negotiating, then we go into the field, and that's when we start building the buildings. But <clears throat> what I've noticed over the past few years, several years, decade or more, is that we blacks are not in that part of construction. Right. We we're the, we're in the worker bee part of it, which is there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's another side to construction that a lot of people are privy to, don't understand, or don't know that exists. So what I want to do with my construction initiative, and you can see about this at BrianGancy.com, is I want to take the skills that the big boys use in negotiating and figuring these million and billion dollar projects, and I want to show the inner city kids, or you don't necessarily have to be inner city, but the kids who don't know this side of construction, how to get a leg up, how to get a leg up, how to get your foot in the door, how to understand how all this works. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's in school. It's something you either got to know it or you don't. And so that's that's one of my um, that's one of my new ventures that I'm uh, thrusting forth in 2010. Uh, my other gift, calling, uh, talent is that I'm an author. Mm-hmm. Uh, the author of the current book, Piecing the Puzzle Together, which is up for an African American Literary Award show. Congratulations! Uh, the author of the year. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you very much. And uh, it's a very good book. It's a very solid uh, Christian self-help manual that will help anybody grow to the next level in Christ. Doesn't care if you doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for five years, ten years, twenty years. If you want to go to another level in God, this book is for you. And uh, I keep going on and on, but I know we got topics to deal with. But that's a quick overview of who I am, you can go into my website at BrianGandy.com to visit uh, me to keep up with what I'm doing, uh, speaking engagements, uh, by my current book, by my uh, previous book, where I co-authored The Soul of a Man, which is also an award-winning book. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's enough about me. 
Back to you, Ms. Real and Relevant. All right, listen, we're going to kick some real talk about politics today. I have my own views, but I'm trying to stay biased and facilitate the show. Um, yeah. So let's, let's just go to my list of questions. I sent you a list of questions. We will not get through. This is going to be a two-parter. I already uh, booked you for next week. But let's talk about our government right now. The You know, the purpose of government was to rule our country, provide stability, and make laws, uh, and do all those things to better the people. In your opinion, is our government currently living up to its intended purpose? In my opinion, or are we talking about facts? Let's do both. <laughs> Let's do both because sometimes, you know, you brought up a good point. Sometimes our opinion are not isn't it's not based on facts, but it's just based oh. on what we see uh, and what we're right. experiencing. Right. Well, how about how about if I just leave my opinion out of it because we all okay. have an opinion, and okay. in my opinion, like my favorite color is green, your favorite color is it might be blue. It doesn't mean either one of us is right. It's just that's just the way it is. But if you deal with the truth of the matter, I would say that our country is definitely on the wrong path. And I say that not because of any conjecture, any opinion of mine, but this is something that I dealt with in my book. And the chapter is called Know Your Role. And in that chapter, I deal with the five areas that God speaks specifically to uh, God specifically speaks to five different areas or sectors of our society. He speaks to the individual. He speaks to the family. He speaks to government. Excuse me. He speaks to Israel. And he speaks to the church. So whenever you see God giving a commandment or giving an instruction or somehow putting some precept or some principle in order, he's speaking to one or more of those entities that I just mentioned. Okay. Now, what has happened along among uh, along the way is that the things that God has spoken specifically to the government or to the family or to the church, the government, not all the time, but many times, has taken those has taken those responsibilities or those commandments onto themselves which is a usurpation of authority. And that is why, that is one reason why we're off course, okay. because everybody's not staying in their lane. Mm. Say that again. And, yeah, everybody's not staying in their lane. See, you as an individual, as a mother of your child, you have a responsibility to train your child in the way that she should go, so that when she's old, she shall not depart from it. See, that's God speaking to the family. It's not the government's responsibility to educate me. Just mm. like it's not my responsibility to to inflict punishment upon lawbreakers. No, that's the government's responsibility to do that. Everybody's got a role to play. When I want to have my life strengthened by the word, now I can do that individually, but the church is the one that's commissioned to Speak, to preach the word, to teach the word, to edify the saints, according to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers were given for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's the church's responsibility according to God. Yes. Now, we just have to realize that 
the things that we are doing as a society are not 100% in line with the Word of God. Now, like I said, this isn't my opinion. This is the Word. This is just the Word speaking. I'm just articulating what the Word is saying. So, long story short, to answer your question, no. We are not following the way that we should be going, and this example that I just gave you, the five areas that God speaks to is precisely the reason why we're not. Now, what do you think we've, we've, uh, we fell off course in that? Or have we always been off course? No, I'm not going to say we've always been off course, mm-hmm. but I say that as the years progressed, we've gotten worse and worse and worse. It's like if you, were, if you had a straight line and you got off an eighth of an inch in one foot, mm-hmm. by the time you went a mile, you know how far off you'd be? Probably four, five, six, seven, ten feet. Right. And so that small, it doesn't have to be a big, you know, it doesn't have to be a big, you know, variance or, or how we got off track. But the fact that we keep going off that, uh, with that, like I said, whether it's an inch or whether it's a foot or whether it's however off the mark we are, we keep going down the same course instead of saying, wait a minute, let's fix this, let's get back on course and straighten up. We haven't done that yet. Right. And we keep making the same mistakes and we keep doing the same old thing. And just what is, I, I don't know if it was Ben Franklin, but somebody uh, of, of, of prominence said, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, that's insanity. I think it was Ben Franklin. But that's the, that's the idea, and that's the principle, actually, that we're working upon. That it's insane that we think that we're going to get something different or better, but we're doing the same old thing year in, year out, same old thing. Every four-year election cycle, every two years of the midterm elections, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So until we get in our minds that what we're doing is the wrong thing and that we're going in the wrong direction, nothing will change. Now, <laughs> let me give you another example of how things are going the wrong way. Things that things uh, – well, let, let me say it like this. Let me give you an example of how um, things have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's for the better, but things change. I'll just say that. Now, this little history lesson. When blacks were freed from slavery via the Emancipation Proclamation, and, you know, we can argue all day long that Lincoln didn't want to actually free the slaves, that he wanted to save the Union, which is true. But that's not the point of what I'm trying to get across here. When blacks were allowed to vote after uh, the Emancipation Proclamation, as a as a an, an appreciation to Lincoln and the party of Lincoln, the Republican Party, black people, and this is a historical fact, black people, by and large, voted for the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to say that that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's just the way it was. And then we came to, I would say, the 1920s. And there was what um, a moniker that was given to the public, uh, the private sector, called the Beneficent Empire. And the Beneficent Empire was things such as the Salvation Army, soup kitchens, you know, those sorts of churches. And what they did was they were the ones that cared for the poor, which, going back to what I said earlier about the way that God speaks to sectors of society, that's one of the commandments to the private sector and to the church, to care for the poor, to house the the homeless, to clothe the naked, that sort of thing. So that was a good thing, and that was according to God's plan. 
So in the 20s, what those, and, and teens in the 20s, what those groups did was they caused people, uh, not only did they help them with their material needs, food, shelter, those sorts of things, but they also tried to say, hey, you know, you know, here's for your natural well-being, you know, here's some food, here's some clothes, but this information I'm giving you also is for your spiritual well-being, salvation, you know, morality, that sort of thing. So as we move on into the New Deal with um, FDR, you know, the government started to started to step in a little bit more and was like, hey, you know, uh, you know, you don't need to take this beating from these people. You know, how dare they question your your lifestyle. How dare they ask you what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And so they started to implement government programs that help people, the, the government goal, welfare. And uh, as, you, as we moved uh, along in American history down to the 60s with the Great Society under LBJ uh, was an even greater escalation of programs that were that emanated from the um, from the American government, and so when the blacks, you know, back in the 1800s were voting for, you know, Emancipation Proclamation, you know, and then the blacks were appreciative to the Republican Party for that. Twenties, thirties, there was kind of a migration away from the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Because now I've got this other entity that's in place that's helping me, the Democratic Party, the party of FDR. Mm-hmm. And then you got the party, the same party, um, 40 years later, the party of LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, that took what FDR did and put it on steroids, and we had the Great Society. Mm-hmm. And so now we have not just the intermediate New Deal, FDR, 20s, 30s, the Depression, that sort of thing. But now we've got an escalation of that welfare, of those subsidies, of those guineas, of those handouts. And now, today, in the 21st century, we have a 95, at least, a 90 to 95% swing of the registered black voters voting for the Democratic Party, and they pulled off one of the biggest swindles that I've ever seen in my life, Mm -hmm. that you go from a party that set your people free, quote, unquote, that's what the history book tells you, but the, the, the party that set you free, you appreciate them, but somehow the transition over the years has swayed your, your, your race and your voting bloc to the opposite party. How did that happen? How did it happen? It happened. It happened because the proverbial carrot was dangled mm-hmm. over people who didn't see the reality of what was happening. Looked good, sounded good, but what were the ramifications? Did I have to? What did I have to? Cause you you got to remember, nothing's ever free. You never give nothing ever for free. Everything comes with a cost, and when you look at the destruction that has come, and like I said, this I'm not trying to make this a black issue, but I'm speaking about the black people right now. Right. But when you look at our society, you look at our society, you look at our race of people, you see that we've made some progress, granted, 
but look at, look at some of the things that we do to ourselves in our own communities. Right. Depending on a party, yeah. depending on a group, depending on handouts. Now, and, and, handout just, and when you talk about handouts, it, it has become uh, the norm instead of the exception. You know, exactly. sometimes we all need ha- help, but now it's become a norm. This is what you owe me type of mentality. Exactly. And, and uh, that's, all that's all it is. It's a mentality. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a mentality. Because I've been to the – I've been, I've been poor. I have. I've been poor. Needed a handout, but you know, as as the norm, always always had a job. Right. Always made it. You know, always give people. Oh, you know, everybody has. Look, does racism exist? Absolutely, absolutely it exists. I'd be a fool to deny that racism exists. But me, Brian Ganges, I can't be stopped. Exactly. I cannot be stopped. Now. You might throw a curveball at me. You might throw a stumbling block in my way. But I know how to jump. I know how to get out of the way. Right. You might knock me down. I'll get back up. That's because of the mentality and, and, and the reference points that I have on the inside of me of who I am and who my, who my creator is, who my provider is. Yeah. So and you we, said something, you said something um, without saying it. There was a certain intrinsic motivation that you had, even though when you need help, this is not where I'm going to stay. I'm not going to continue to allow you to just spoon feed me. I'm going to accept the help that I need at this time and continue to work for myself because that is my responsibility. And what I see is that a lot of us are not being responsible. Black, white, across the board, but particularly African Americans are not being responsible uh, as people. Absolutely. And people don't want to deal with that. People don't want to accept that. And people always want to cry, the white man did it, and racism and all that stuff, and want to protest and march everything that happens. Right. But my thing is more. I don't have a problem with protesting because that is your First Amendment right to, uh, you know, petition the government or whatever to, you know, for redress of grievances. That's a, that's a right. So fine, I'm cool with that. But if you're making excuses for your behavior, you know, I, I told some people this before. I said if a black man and a black woman produce a black baby and neither one of the, the mother and the father don't have a job and they can't take care of the baby, how is that the white man? How did the white man do that? Can you say can you say that one more time, Brian Ganges, please? <laughs> if an irresponsible black man sleeps with an irresponsible black woman, they produce a black baby, how did the white man get blamed for that? Wow. I understand that. That's real talk for you. <laughs> I mean, it really is because it takes you to understand, and that goes back, and we're going to talk about this probably next week, about parenting and what what is the purpose of parenting now. A lot of uh, babies are born out of, the, uh, out of lust instead of love. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, a lot of parents have not matured to be parents. And right. so I'm, I'm going to say that because that, that ties into the education piece. But I love what oh. you said. I love what you said about irresponsibility. And you've got to deal with that reflection in the mirror before you expect anybody to really help you. Uh, and not hand, and give you handouts all the time, but help you progress as a person in this thing called life. Right. 
I see, because the thing about it is, and, and where and where everything is leveled is in Christ. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. See, everybody's been given gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. Is there a discrimination? We've already discussed that. Yes, that exists. But that's not going to stop me. Right. And that's not going to stop God from blessing, from making opportunities available to you. But the first thing you've got to realize is that you've got to get up and get it. You've got to have that mentality to get up and get it first. Right. Faith is an action. Faith isn't, oh, well, you know, I, uh, I, I looked in the paper. There ain't no jobs. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah, nah. You better get your behind out of that bed. You better hit the streets. You better make some phone calls. You better fax yeah. your resume. You better email people. And you better keep doing it until something hits. And you yeah. might have to take a job that you don't want to take initially. For the time being. But you got to do what you got to do. Yes, yes, and, and 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 I love what you said. There are there are there are some jobs out there. Some and like you said, sometimes it's not what we want. It's not going to be the salary we want. It's not going to be you know we're not going to be in the position that we want. But until to be an independent, responsible citizen in this world, you need a job. You need to get a job that pays you something. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to start somewhere. And if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're back. Off our hiatus, we're talking to uh, Brian Ganges about, men. what's going on in politics? This is kicking off our Men's Month. And so he has just given us a wonderful history lesson. If you missed it, you're going to have to listen to the archives. We're going to move on because we've got a lot of ground to cover, Brian. Let's talk about oh. our, our Republican and Democratic parties uh, at the present day. Um, they seem to lose focus, uh, particularly in the last 21 months. Um, mm-hmm. Of what really is supposed to be be going on? There's a lot of mudslinging, and, and mm-hmm. I feel like we've been in constant campaign mode since the mm-hmm. new administration has taken place. Instead of really getting those concrete results, uh, right. so let's let's talk about what what is going on in the Republican and Democratic Party because there's a lot of um, uh, lackluster leadership in both parties. <laughs> Well, ooh, this is this is this is a this is a tough one here. But I mean, it's, it's simple. I can see. It. I know exactly what's going on. But for the average person who may just you know listen to the news and just grasp you know what the news is telling them, it's 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 kind of a well. Let me just say this: the reality is is that the Republican and the Democratic parties are not working for your and my best interests. Right. Um, and that's just, and if, you, and if you can't understand that, then, I mean, you're, you, you just, you just need to really start over. Okay. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. All evil. The love of money. Not money, the love of money. Mm-hmm. Now, am I against money? No. I need money to pay my bills and take care of myself just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to realize that there are interests at work that are paying a lot more dollars to these campaigns than you and I are mm-hmm. um, on the left and the right. Now, the thing that I would like people to objectively ask themselves, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or whatever, is not necessarily, um, well, look at the results that we're getting. 
okay? Mm-hmm. We're not getting the results. I'm pretty sure most people would say that we're not happy with the results that we've been getting. Mm-hmm. But these people, we voted for them. They're supposed to be our public servants. Right. But you got to ask, who are these people actually working for? Let me give you an example of why I say that. Who are they working for? Now, it would be unfair to blame this economy on Barack Obama, President Obama. It would be right. totally unfair, and I never, I never blame him for this. Right. <clears throat> I don't necessarily blame Bush for it either. You know, he's he's uh, he's got a lot to do with it. But <laughs> it's not totally his fault. Right. But, yeah. So, but you got to look at it. You, but you got to look at all the information, and this is not what they're telling you on the news. But the information's out there. <clears throat> if you went to Bloomberg. Dot com, which is a very good financial site, mm-hmm. they reported that the banker bailouts that came out through, well, they call them TARP funds, but it's a banker bailout. You call it whatever you want. That's what it is, the banker bailout. The banker bailout is now in excess of 20, let, let me make sure I clear my throat so you can hear me. Okay. 20, $20 trillion, with a T, trillion mm. Dollars, not billion, not million with a T, trillion. Now, 20 trillion plus. Now, they say, well, these banks are too big to fail. We have to save them. Now, my question is, you know, why do we have to save them? This is what people weren't asking. They weren't asking. They were just saying, no, we don't want to do it. My question is, okay, well, why do we need to save the banks? Oh, they're too big to fail. Why are they too big to fail? Why? Because here's my point. If, because, because they kept trying to say they, try, they kept trying to wrap the American flag around the banker bailout, and they kept trying to say it's for the American people. They kept trying to say that just to try and sell us the idea. I never right. bought it. So I always ask, okay, well, wh- how much debt is America, the people, you and I, how much debt do we have as as American citizens in the aggregate? And that answer somewhere around. $10 trillion. Mm-hmm. That means that if, and I'm not, a, I'm not for bailouts. I'm not for that. But I'm saying if the president and the Congress and the Treasury Department, if they were really in this for the people, mm-hmm. they would take in that $10 trillion instead of the $20 trillion, and they would have paid off everybody's loan instead of, instead of offering $20-plus trillion and they're going to be asking for more money here soon yeah. and give it to the bankers. See, when they did, when they did the bank, when they did the banker bailout, when the, when the majority of the American people said no, don't do it, and they did it anyway. Did it anyway? I knew, did it anyway. What right there? I knew that was a payoff. That was a Barack Obama payoff to the banks. I knew that's that's all it was. I don't care. You you can say whatever you want. You can scream change to your blue in the face. You can scream Obama's name to you got to your lip crusty and white. I don't care. I'm looking at the evidence. The evidence. I'm not not looking at his skin color. I'm looking at your actions. I'm looking at your actions. And so when I see the actions. I say, oh, well, no, he's not for the people. That's, cause that's the wrong answer right there. Oh, well, well, what would you have done? Well, there's a lot there's a lot that could have been done, you know, and, and like I said, I'm looking at the evidence, and I'm saying if this was really about the people, why didn't you just yeah. pay everybody dead off? Why didn't you just do that? And, and we would save a lot more money, you know, and then the banks would have been the ones that had to fend for themselves. 
Exactly. And you brought up a good point because, and we try to say this as much as possible, there's a charisma that a lot of a, uh, a lot of people are swaying to instead of looking at the facts. Um, right. And then, um, you know, we buy, a lot of people are buying into this, you know, community. We got to do this. We got to serve. And my point is, in these last, in these last, I'm not, it's more than 21 months, but there has not been any actions for the people, <laughs> helping the people progress so that ultimately the country can progress. I, I have not seen that. Um, I haven't seen any concrete results from anything that's happened, uh, and that's just what I see. Um, no, no, I'm glad you brought that point out because... I just feel a lot of people are going, riding the wave, you know, well, instead of really looking at the facts. Exactly. And, and see, here's, and here's where you have to bring facts, figures, the truth, mm-hmm. and leave all your emotions, emotion, what you think, your opinion. you got to leave all that behind, and you've got to look at the facts for what they are. Yeah. And if, 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 if it's a cow, then it's a cow. If it's a dog, then it's a dog. I mean, come on. <clears throat> Look, Barack Obama, very handsome man, very yeah. articulate. No argument. Okay? Right. But I don't need a handsome, no. articulate man to pull the wool over my eyes. I don't need that. No. I'm not, and, 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 and I'm going to say something, and, and, and I know most people aren't going to agree with This is real talk, Brian. But let me but let me let me tell you something about we as black people, what we're actually doing uh to ourselves with Barack Obama. When we came when we were slaves and we were brought here and we went through, you know, all those years of oppression and the civil rights movement and all this stuff which was great and we need equality for all people, I'm all for that. But we had to we had the mentality back then that we just gotta stick together. Which, to a point, that's cool. I'm cool with that. We did. We had to stick together, and we had to believe that things were going to get better, and we had to make change, you know, believe that things were going to get better and do the necessary things to make change happen. And I'm cool with that, and that's great. But you can take anything to the extreme, and it become bad. Mm-hmm. So we now have the idea that we just got to stick together, and we got to get behind the brother. Exactly. And I think, no. No. Think, no, we don't. You're trying to tell me that because you're black, i got to support you, or you're a woman, you know, uh, Tanya White's supposed to support you because you're a woman? Right. No. you black. You mean you trying to tell me I'm supposed to be supporting uh, uh, Idi Amin? Right. It was evil. I can't support you just because you're black. Right. No. You are accountable Accountab- to the truth. Accountable, accountable to that, and and that's that's my I don't call it a dilemma because anytime I try to have a open and honest conversation about the status of our country and I'm not seeing results in the last 21 months and I'm like what is really going on? It always goes back to race. It always go back to give him more time. And I'm thinking mm, 21 months. If you really, really are really want to change. You've, you've had enough time to do something concrete. A lot of what has been done has been uh, emotional and it's far uh, in the future. And we're going to talk about that health care thing probably next week. We gotta, 
uh, that's one issue I have a problem with. And um, it's a lot of little things that are creating a volcano of um, eruption in the world. If you just join Real Talk with Tony White, we're talking about politics uh, and what's really going on in the administration, Congress, everything. Brian, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about these scandals that are going on in Congress. Uh, so if you have a question, get on the line, call 347-215-6446. Press the number one so that we know that you have something to say. But we will be back in about three minutes. We're going to take a little music break and get your chops ready because we're going to go hard the next uh, the next half of the show. Moving in the right direction Living 
All right, all right. I gave you some vengeance, Stevie Wonder, when music was real, relevant, and refreshing. Welcome back to the Real Talk with Tanya White show. I am your host, Tanya White. We are halfway through our show, and we're talking about, man, what is going on in politics. This is part one. We will continue this discussion next week. But we still have about 20 more minutes to talk about what is really going on in politics. I have a wonderful co-host, Mr. Brian Ganges, who has been kicking some real talk and giving some real truthful information about the political state in our world. Mr. Ganges, are you there? I'm here. I'm not going anywhere until you tell me to. All right. Listen, you know I sent you a whole list of questions, but I would like for you to take this opportunity. Let's talk about something that's really on your heart in politics right now, because I have a whole list, and we're going to be talking about this all next week. So. Well, let me let me just say let me just say one thing to kind of piggyback to one of the things you just said before we went to the break, and that's basically how you know we're, we're kind of just in, in, you know in a nice way I'll say you you know you're basically saying that you know we're just following along you know we're just playing along with this thing you know and they say you know oh we'll give them more time and all that making all the excuses well that is so key that you brought that up because right. this is something that's brought up in my book. Yeah. Uh, in my book, there's a chapter called Cognitive Dissonance. And in that chapter, <clears throat> cognitive means an idea or thought, and dissonance or dissident is uh, contrary. So when you have the two ideas come together, you have cognitive dissonance, meaning that you got ideas that don't agree. Mm-hmm. And so what we have with black people in this cognitive dissonance and the president is they're excited, they're excited, they're happy that a black person has achieved a level of success. Great. Fine. I'm cool with that. But when things don't go the way that they were planned, in your mind, in my mind, but you're still making excuses for them to prolong you know, the, the way they're going, and, oh, give them more time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Bush's fault. Oh, it was this. Oh, it's the Congress that's not behaving. But you're still following along, still following them. They're still stringing you along, stringing you along. It's like the lady saying, oh, you know, oh, well, oh, oh, well, he'll get better. He'll check. No, no, no. You need to stop. You stop right there. Stop. Stop making excuses for this man or this woman, whatever. But we've got to stop making excuses for each other. Right. You're only obligated to follow the truth. Paul said, follow me. As I follow Christ, so you're not obligated to follow. Listen to this, kids. Listen to me well. You're not obligated to follow your parents if they tell you to do the wrong thing. You're not obligated to follow your boss or your spouse or your military commanders or the police if they tell you to do the wrong thing. You're not obligated to follow them. Any order that goes against God is null and void. Period. And, and so, also a concern of mine, too, is uh, with, you know, the campaign season is going to start for the 2013. And if it, it continues the way it's going, I don't believe he will get a second term. And if you want to give him time, if you want to give him a chance and really see what he can do, something needs to happen concrete right now instead of, you know, that, like that pie in the sky mentality, like health care. Well, that doesn't kick right. in to 2014. 
So why was that an issue right now? Because in 2014, you may not be in there. Whoever's in there may revoke it. So that's really not a win in my in my scope of seeing what's going on. So I think that we need concrete evidence, solutions, uh, something right now because um, it's not progressing the way when he was campaigning and everybody was hopeful and, you know, yes, it was historical, but it was hopeful that things were going to change. My hope is gone right now. Honestly, it's gone. Um, right. It's gone, and it's going to take a lot to restore it. Uh, we have a caller, Mr. Ganges, who has been patiently waiting. I believe it's from the Detroit area, so let me bring them on. 313, hello, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hi, thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. I just wanted to say, first, both sides are full of crap, the Republicans and the Democrats. They, they I mean, we have groups that's too far to the left. We have groups that's too far to the right. Um, far as giving the president more time, he has four years. If he ain't done nothing in four years, vote him out. Simple as that. He got four years. Um, he gonna put out what he's done. The the, the health care the health care thing. That's that's just uh, that could have been a PowerPoint presentation. As far as I'm concerned, he he wants part of it. Yeah, I did this. Yeah, don't kick into 2014, but yeah, I did it. I promise you, I'll do it, and I did it. Those things to me don't mean don't mean anything. Don't mean squat. Okay. And we got people that's out of work. Yeah. Uh, the economy is jacked. Uh, crime is go- is uh, is just through the roof. I don't I don't care about whether he's black. I don't care about whether he's white. But bottom line, from him and uh, McCain, he was the better choice. Oh, definitely that. Definitely. So. I mean, that's what we that's what we had that's what we had that's what we had to vote on. So, I, to me, I'm I'm just I flat out the better man won between the two, but both of them was garbage. So, so we got the so, less so, of two. So should we accept? So should we accept a cyanide milkshake or a bullet in the head? Both of them are going to kill you. Well, if you want to, if you want to die, if you want to die quick, take the bullet in the head. If you want to die slow, drink the cyanide milkshake. So we we drink the cyanide milkshake right now, right? That's what we're drinking right now. That's what we voted for. But follow me though. Follow me for that. But follow me if we if we if we ask people, period, not just black, not just white, take the time to really check these politicians out and really see what they're about and vote for what they stand for and not just not just the 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 speeches, the promises, but what they really stand on. And then we'll get better choices. But right now we getting garbage and we voting on garbage. So yeah, you, like you, you put it, it's a it's a choice between a cyanide milkshake or a bullet to the head. Well, that's a great point. Thank you for calling. Caller, continue to listen. We're gonna expound on that and if you wanna say something else uh, press the number one key again. You made some okay. great points. Great points. Yep. He said it can be a PowerPoint presentation. I'm sorry. I had to laugh on that because I agree. Go ahead, Brian. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, well, you know, my my, my idea is I want to live. And, and, right. and, point, and I, I like the point that is, so I want to live. So am I going to take the lesser of two evils, which is evil, or am I going to just stand on my principles and, 
you know, maybe some people say I'm too idealistic and I think I want pie in the sky, which is not true. I just know what's right. And I know when I'm getting, I'm getting jive thrown my way. I know yeah. the game. Now, so, let's, let's stop right there because in our society, you know, we have to vote for somebody. And the caller made a good point. We have to really listen to what they stand for. But, you know, when 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 they say they stand for something, they're going to do this, and we're waiting and waiting. What's the next move? But see, that's that's where I was getting because okay. I listened to the, I listened to the debates. I heard McCain, I heard Hillary Clinton, I heard John McCain and Sarah Palin. I heard them all. Mm-hmm. I listened to the debate, <clears throat> and they were all saying the same thing. They just turned it a little bit. They just spun it a little bit, just like the news. Mm-hmm. You know, CNN have their spin on it. Fox still have their spin on it. MSNBC they'll have their spin on it. But they're right. all basically the same thing. And and that's why I can I can I can't speak for a lot of people, most people, but I can listen to the news and I don't know exactly what's going on just by listening to the news. And I know that the way Fox is, is reporting it is not right. And I know CNN the way they're reporting it is not right because I've studied this and I know what's going on and I know the agenda. <clears throat> but we need to educate more people so that they can see past the articulate puppet on the screen. Exactly. Look at, I, can, I, can, I can listen to Glenn Beck, uh, Rush Limbaugh, which I don't agree with either one of them, um, uh, NPR, I don't agree with them either, um, you name it, Hannity and Combs, I can listen to all of them, and I know they're all a bunch of, they're full of it, all of them, mm-hmm. every one of them, they're full of it. But we've got to get people to the point where they're educated enough so that they can see past all of this smoke screen. Because let me say one more thing. People like Chris Matthews on MSNBC, mm-hmm. black people, they pay him attention because he's more left-leaning. Mm-hmm. But he is such a huckster because he is his job is, let me tell you Chris Matthews' job. Chris Matthews' job is to keep black people on the reservation. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't like to hear that, but that's his job. And they didn't tell him that, but that's what he, his job is to always invoke race. Every time, you don't like the Baker bailout, you're a racist. You don't like peanut butter and jelly, you're a racist. You don't like apples and pineapples, you, you, you hate black people, you hate brown. Every time something happens, whether it has to do with a race of people or not, he always injects that these people hate brown people. Right. And, and that incites. And that and that works to the psyche of people of color because yes. you know you got people who, who are still li- who are still living that live through Jim Crow and it's a sensitive subject mm-hmm. and I understand that but if you don't understand the game then you always fall into that trap yeah you, you guys are racist and right I know and I know white people I have white friends and they're scared to speak out against the Obama administration because. It has nothing to do with Obama. It has to do with his policies. But white people are so afraid to speak out and be labeled a racist that the, 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 the debate is not about the issues. It's about race. And race has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do. And I'm so – we're going to end on that point because we're going to continue next week because um, people get surprised white and black when I say, I'm not for <laughs> the okay. Obama policy on this. And exactly. I, it happened today in the lounge, in the teacher's lounge. And an African-American woman said, what? I was like, yep. hey, what? <laughs> no, I do not agree with him on that. And I started spitting off what, you know, his educational plan and how it's really, he hasn't come right out and said it, but it's really underlined. 
And she's like, well, where did you hear that? I'm like, are you listening to what is going on? Are you really listening? And I'm thinking, like you said, people are just riding the wave and not really paying attention. And it goes back to something that was kind of brought up uh, when the show started, that personal responsibility and accountability. Because mm-hmm. if I if I take personal responsibility and accountability for my decisions and my choices, then things I'm going to have to follow through on a lot of things, and then I'm going to have to live in reality, and I think that's another a point, that we're living in a lot of sensationalized uh, fantasy right now in our world, um, and we're not living in reality. And so that is just my, my take on this this week. Of the Welcome back to Real Talk. We're talking about politics. Brian, you want to close? Because next week we're going to talk about specifics in the Obama administration, education, which is a passion of mine. I'm a teacher. Uh, Health care, the economy, uh, all these uh, camp- the campaigning, the midterm elections, all that rigmarole that is going on right now and how we really need to pay attention. So close us out on one thought that you want us to take uh, with us tonight and really think about and, you know, analyze. Uh, I want people to really think about what we see, what we're being, what we're being spoon-fed in the media. Am I against the media? No, because journalism is a real art form. But what we have is not – we don't have journalists today. We have spin doctors. We have spin doctors on the left and the right. Right. And they have – a vested interest, not in you, but in making you think a certain way so that they can keep dissension between the two parties. See, and let me, let me leave you with this. Any time in history where people, where their true motive, their true intention was to bring people together, Martin Luther King, Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, Malcolm X, when he saw the light and saw that, hey, maybe the white man isn't the devil, Mahatma Gandhi, they got chilled, every single one of them. Right. Malcolm X, they didn't bother him when he was talking about the white man's the devil. No, but when no. he found white man, maybe the white man, is, they killed him. They killed all these people. Anybody who's for peace, who's for unity, for bringing people together, you're the enemy. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why. And we'll talk about it next week. Yes, yes. Brian, give the audience your uh, website, book information. BrianGanges.com. You can find all my information, both my books. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can talk. You can find the uh, construction initiative uh, on that site as well. And please, if you if you like anything that you heard tonight, I, I speak about a lot of it in my book, Piecing the Puzzle Together. It's a good spirit, soul, and body, a biblical uh, self-help manual. Basically, what it is. And wherever you are in your life, if you're seeking for God, if you've been saved for 50 years, or you just newly saved, this book is. For you, so do support me. Piecing the puzzle together. It's at Amazon.com. It's at Barnes and Noble. Support me, BrianGanji.com. Appreciate you. I put it up in the chat, and Brian, thank you so much. You will be with us next week. Um, and listen, you guys, we're just talking about the truth, um, giving perspectives on politics, uh, and we want you to join us. If you, if you respectfully disagree, we want you to call in because you know it's. Our free will to disagree, but we really want you to have an open mind, really listen to the facts and see what's going on and not just be swept away by charisma and hope and all that good stuff. Listen, you guys, it is great to be back with you. 
Remember to tell your friends we're on a new night, Monday night at 7 p.m. We will return next week uh, as we continue part two of Man, What's Going On in Politics. And we're going we're gonna to close out with some more Stevie Wonder. I love you guys. Have a great week. Oh,